Oh, we already started. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to uh, PC Boys Podcast. And today, I'm here with David. We're yeah. finally here. And we're Sorry, here with JJ, so too. But I'm leaving, so. Um, we leaving, like, ten minutes before you have to stop. And uh, Kevin's taking care of a fake baby. So that's where Kevin is right now. So um, but yeah, so we're finally back as a group. Kind of, sort of, not fully yet, but we'll get there eventually again. Yeah, we, we got three of the four. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, Anthem apparently is breaking PlayStation consoles. Yeah. <laughs> that is um, interesting to me because, so the game was released um, at EA, or uh, Xbox's E3. Um, and it was originally, like, it was, it was originally going to be an, an Xbox exclusive, right? Yeah, I believe it was going to be. Um, and then they decided to port it over to PlayStation, which would explain, I guess, why um, it would break the console, because maybe oh, yeah. it wasn't designed exactly for the software. Yeah, like, because PlayStation and Xbox do have different softwares, and maybe Microsoft and EA just, or mostly EA, just didn't take the time to try to fix it. Well, EA did, has nothing to do with fixing it. They're publishing it. So basically, this is, and here's the problem with um, video game um, publishers and um, developers. Um, well, not so much the developers, but the publishers. So the publishers always give companies less and less money when they're richer, like Activision and EA. So basically, they give their game developing companies less and less money. And what happens is, is they say, we'll give you less money to make a game, but we want you to finish the game quicker and release it too early before it's done. So the problem with games as a service, so like Fallout 76, Anthem, um... Any oh, others on top of your head you can think of? Uh, Apex and Fortnite, they worked out all the bugs on... They basically were... Not bugs as in, like, bugs and glitches. There's still a few that pop up in Fortnite. But not so much game-breaking. Yeah, like, there's no game-breaking glitches or anything. Um, which I guess, like, does Anthem have, like, a few glitches that can, like, screw it, it, you over? It, it does have a, it does have after a few. After the day one patch, they fixed most of them. Yeah, after the day one patch, there's still a few that can kind of... Definitely most things were fixed after day one patch, but, um... So basically, um, when you're a company like EA, and I was talking to one of my friends earlier about this, um, your video games, every video game is going to come out with bugs and glitches. That is that is obviously something that you need to expect when buying a video game. But Even the thing, Spider-Man had glitches. That, yeah, exactly. Like, that was a gr- one of the best PlayStation hear, games. Did you hear about like the glitch about like to get to the Statue of Liberty? No, I didn't. Uh, you can't do it anymore. Trust me, I tried eight times in a row and it didn't work. But it's like a. There's like a, you have to jump from like the tallest building, and just repeatedly like tap the web zip button so you just go like shooting forward and eventually you land in the water, but it will let it will let you swim over to the Statue of Liberty huh. and then you can like take a picture with like a selfie with it or whatever, but I tried it so many times and there's they just there's just an invisible wall there now <laughs> you can't get into the water. Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta love it. It's so funny though. Um. But yeah, so definitely, um, I guess a takeaway from something like this for publishers is give your damn game developing companies time to fix the game-breaking and necessary fixes. Because Anthem's been in development for, what, three, four years? No, it's been longer than that. Yeah, it's been I heard it was like that. six or something. Yeah. So... Like, they had six years to work out all the bugs on this. 
Here's the thing. And Here's the thing, though. When I look at EA or something, if the game isn't finished or ready to be published, and same thing with Fallout 76, they just release it and say we'll fix it later. But now we're getting to the point where the not only is the game crashing even on Xbox, but it's breaking, it's breaking a consoles. whole entire console. And Sony has been um, issuing Wait, refunds. Wait, how is it breaking the console? It's like frying it or something like. Something no, it, just like... it sends. Sometimes it just shuts the console off and people can't turn it back on, and it um, destroys like the connection link between the controller and console, and then. There's times where it sends people back to the home screen. They can't do anything. So, so that ultimately, it's costing people my, like I, to buy new consoles. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm or not, get refunds because Sony get rid is of doing all refunds. the progress I have on the games I have on my PS4. I'll that wait until I know for a fact those are fixed. But yet there is no <laughs> Xbox reports of the game breaking Xbox ones. And I hope that I can continue to play my Xbox One and Anthem because I am enjoying the game. I will say the game itself, like when it comes to like you know how the game plays and stuff, that's a different story than like the how it's affecting good. a like console. The actual gameplay is pretty good. The oh. guns handle pretty well. Even it's... if they all even if the guns are completely generic and all look the same, they they are cool guns and like the shooting is perfected because Bioware perfected shooting with Mass Effect. But um, you know, it's just it makes me kind of upset when I see a game like Anthem, a game that I've been excited for and I'm having really fun with, start to break consoles like this has never been heard of a game yeah. actually breaking a console and sony's giving out free refunds to people that have had this happen to them and stuff which is good yeah. um but i i they're still giving them their money or they're giving them like replacement i think they get i think they're giving them playstations um but it could be wrong um i mean like i said i sometimes i have the computer up and i look through it while i'm doing it to check yeah. my information but you're using it right now so i can't oh, do I'm that on something else <laughs> um I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for our next topic. So definitely, um, we need um, our publishing companies, like EA and Activision mainly, because they do it with Call of Duty 2. Yeah. They need to finish the game, have the um, game-breaking bugs uh, fixed before it comes out. Because, like my friend I was talking to earlier, we know that there's going to be bugs. We know that there's going to be glitches when the game comes out. Um, yeah. I'm, like, I wasn't trying to say that, that they aren't. They are. We know that they are, that that's going to happen. But what I'm trying to say is the game publishers, they give uh, the game developers less money to make a video game, and then they rush the game out before the game-breaking stuff is fixed. And that's the main problem that I have. And I mean, that like, is the main thing that I was trying to touch upon. there are upon. some companies, though, that can crank out a good game in, a really, in like, a short time period. I mean, like, well, you know, like the COD games come out, like, every year. But obviously they work on them for more than a year. But, like, Blackout, for, and, like, the Blackout mode in COD 4 was only in development for, like, a year or so. And I haven't heard anybody complain about any bugs or glitches in that so far. The problem with Call of Duty Black Ops 4... And that game is, it's a Battle Royale game and a $60 game compared to, like, a free Battle Royale game. Like It's, like, an like online game and everything. Like, yeah, I know. But. I think that's stupid. By the way, games as a service, my own personal take, I think that they're dumb and bullshit because, um... Yeah, if you're going to pay $60 for a game and then cough up, like, 200 more every few months and not have the game finish on launch and the fact that it's online like yeah. what if what if somebody loses their wi-fi I mean, like what if somebody can't anthem's, pay for the wi-fi anthem's anymore? not done like they've said like anthem had just started and it's going like slowly they're gonna slowly release like free dlc is it free dlc they're getting dlc i think a, a month after the launch date so a few they weeks from now yeah they said they're gonna be like releasing dlc throughout the year and adding new stuff in but like here's here's my big question because According to this website I have pulled up here, like... What's like, the name list, of the website? 
It's Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> but we, always like, want, we always want to tell them what we're looking from. We're so they looking can at Wikipedia and seeing all these, all these games that EA currently owns. And I'm re- looking at these and I'm like, now how many of these actually still have games being made? <laughs> like, when's the last time we got a sequel to... Like, Need for Speed, Sims, Medal of Honor, Command and Conquer, Dead Space, Dragon Age, Army of Two, or Star Wars. Visceral Games is shut down. Yeah. So, Dead Space is kind of done. Yeah, unless EA decides they're gonna... Like, because literally, like, guarantee, if they made a good one of any of these games, they'd probably make more money than Anthem did. Because, I mean, like, Anthem is no, a kind of interesting Knowing the thing. way that EA has, like, done things, like, if something starts to fail, they cancel all other future projects of that. Do you think we'll be seeing Anthem Year 2? I think Anthem 2 really depends on... Um, because right now it's mixed. If we get a sequel, it will obvi- it will 100% be on next-gen consoles. I hope that if they make an Anthem 2, I hope that if they get enough money, they fix the game and they make a great story, because... In my review, I don't know if you listened to it, but I, I kind of gave it a. I, I kind of had one. I kind of gave the campaign an eh. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. From what I've heard, like it's not a bad campaign, but like half the villain through, is half terrible. Through, the villain through, is it's like do this, do that, do this, bring it here, go fetch this for me, go upgrade. Okay, now go grind for eight hours so you can do the the third There's some part missions, of the game. The missions that were free play, I hated those. Those campaign <laughs> missions in free play, I hated them. Oh yeah, go kill three titans, or or, or, or go do at, the <laughs> or go do the legionnaires like legionnaire challenges like those took forever. And there's absolute there's no map, right? What there's like there's a map but like there's, there's a no, compass. There's, yeah, you, have you a can compass, look at the map and there's with that's start. the only navigational system you have. Am I going you on? can't set a waypoint. You can't even set waypoints. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck For, is this in shit? Breath of the Wild. You can set waypoint. You can set six waypoints at a time. Like, oh gosh, let me tell you, that is just that got me freaking like, even like breath. Kind of live it a little bit. I was like, you mean you have an open world game with no waypoints? What are you doing? Literally, like, like the more I look at Zelda and like some other games we have, like I hate to just jump on the whole like Zelda thing because we all know how celebrated Breath of the Wild was, but like, literally. Breath of the Wild has a motorcycle you can get in, like, one of the DLC missions. It takes a while to get to it. Like, it's Why no pushover. I just, I, just got, I just got the motorcycle. But that thing handles better than half the driving games I've played. It's hard to learn how to drive it. But, like, that thing, ha- that motorcycle handles better than most motorcycles in modern-day games. <laughs> like, you were talking about it like you were actually driving a real motorcycle. The the only other game I've played that can like I could probably compare it to is like the GTA series. GTA, like, good old days of the playing sumo days. with the boys and getting angry because someone hits us off the roof. Can't wait till GTA Six comes out in twenty fifty two. That that's gonna bring <laughs> me to another subject. So moving now, I want to move away now because you got me thinking about this. I want to move away from the whole PlayStation get broken and stuff. But basically, end point on that is. EA, Activision need to let their developers finish their damn games and get rid of their damn game-breaking bl- bugs. Blech, can't speak. And then finish the game, you know, with all the other minor bugs later on, which is fine and normal because every game releases with bugs. I mean, on the up, I will give Anthem this. They did something that Fallout 76 didn't. They fixed, like, 80% of the glitches on the day one patch. 
Yeah, good job, Bioware. Good job. Like, Fuck you, Bethesda. From what I've heard, they're both basically on the same like playing field. The the microtransactions in both games suck, but as far as the gameplay goes, they're. I don't both know. They don't have okay. good armor sets in Anthem. Like, I'm waiting for a good Ranger armor set to be in the featured store. Just mm-hmm. they put bad emotes in there and stuff. But one thing I would so, say, like, like at least like you know, like Fortnite doesn't have twenty dollars skins, like. They, it, it technically does. <laughs> the skins are technically like twenty bucks. Free to play game though. The most, yeah, the most because like, like the most expensive skins in Fortnite are like two thousand five hundred V bucks, which is twenty five dollars I think. Or like if it's like if you if you, yeah I think twenty five bucks get you twenty eight hundred. The battle pass is a great way to make money. Yeah. But um yeah so definitely I played Fall Zone six the other day actually still broken. <laughs> Still broken. There's, there's, you know, they they laid out this map. Like, we got all this content coming, and I'm like, well, your atomic shop barely has anything in it, and I get into your game, and it's already broken again. So, congratulations, the game is the same as it was like four months ago. No okay. wonder nobody's playing this game anymore. I legit, yeah. not many people on the map. I maybe saw like a solid seven people on the map with me. I was like, yeah, a lot of people playing the game to begin with. Of like, <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's so, even worse, and so, I hate that too. Like, I. Like, don't get me wrong, I love making fun of bad games, but, like, I don't want to make fun of a Fallout game, because I love Fallout 3. Oh, same here. I love here. Fallout New Vegas. I love Bethesda. That was made by Obsidian, though. I love Bethesda though. overall, yeah. They are making The Outer Worlds. You see all the, um, all the comments saying, like, The Outer Worlds is the next Fallout, sticking it to Bethesda, and then they're like, we don't want us to be known for this. Hi, guys. Bye. Later. Well, because, like, on the trailer... For and the, now there's on, two. On the trailer for the Outlands, isn't it, doesn't it say, from the original creators of Fallout? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, oh. are they taking a stab at Bethesda? No, Ouch. no, no, they weren't. Um, It's just, you know, it's whatever, you know, at this point. Um, But, yeah, so now I want to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. Because yeah, Red Dead knows how to um, do. no. I mean, they're online. Oh, they're so th- online. so let me explain this to you. They came out with an amazing campaign, a great campaign, with so many cool features, especially the camp, and even the little things as drinking coffee and stuff. Great. <laughs> Making your own shelter. And then... Apparently is way better than it has been in other games. And then we get to online. Garbage. It is, like, as in, the like, most every, overpriced thing I've seen. Everything is the same as it is, like, in the regular game, except, like, the stu- like, the stuff you have to do. Well, not that, but, like, it's so... There's nothing to do. Is the the economy still, like, weird? The economy's terrible, but there's nothing to do in the game. Is GTA Online getting any better or no? GTA Online's kind of just been the same, but, I mean, I'd rather play GTA Online than Red Dead Online. I've literally put two hours into GTA Online, and I keep asking myself, I'm like, should I go through the trouble of getting GTA for PS4 to play the online mode if I've played only two hours of it on PS3 and I didn't enjoy it? (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. Like, like I don't Anthem, think I'm going to do anything. Like, when it comes to, like, Anthem and stuff, you know, it's all up to do you enjoy it. I enjoy Anthem. I love it. I've been grinding the game. I've been playing it. I've been having fun repeating the same missions over and over again, but I've had fun doing it. Yeah. And that's all that matters if you're having fun. Um, You know, you, yeah, the critic consensus is if the game is good or bad, but if, you know, you're enjoying it, it doesn't matter if it's a good or bad game. If, if you enjoy it, that's all that matters. If it's a good game that doesn't make money, don't worry, they'll make a sequel in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a movie on that. Or they'll make a GoFundMe that will <laughs> probably GoFundMe. reach its goal in a couple years that will be ridiculous. Yeah, um, but Rockstar, though, they need to deliver on their Red Dead Online experience. I mean, like, what is it, like, there are some games that make a ton of, like, 
Hold on, let me check. You can keep talking. I'm going to check something. But, um, yeah, so basically with Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, basically Rockstar says we're going to lure people in with this amazing story and campaign, which I love story games, so I was pretty, you know, excited and um, happy that we got a good campaign, and then we get a terrible online mode, and I'm like, so basically they lured you in. They used the campaign as the hook and sinker for their online mode. And there's nothing to do online, by the way. Um, you can hunt. You can fish, you can do some, you know, wagon, you know, missions, you know, bring the wagon to this location. I mean, there's not much to do. Even the main campaign for the, well, quote-unquote main campaign for online is ridiculously dumb. The economy is terrible. The other day I spent, like, 200-something bucks on a gun. Which, in GTA, would probably be, like, 20,000, 200,000. Yeah, like here, no, two hundred thousand sounds more right. Like here's examples of like games that are like great games that have way less money. Like everybody thinks like big AAA titles are where to go these days. Like, uh, have you heard of like Shenmue? Shenmue Three uh, is being uh, was completely funded by a Kickstarter. Wait, isn't that that new Japanese game? Yeah, uh, yeah, I heard six, about that. Six point three million dollars. The first two games had like three times that budget. Versus, uh, I hate to be the guy that compares it to this, but Undertale had just over fifty thousand dollars, and yeah, here here we have one of the most celebrated indie games of the last generation, basically. So yeah, uh, pretty um, interesting. So what else you want to talk about, David? I mean, we pretty much have covered PlayStation's getting absolutely destroyed by yeah, Anthem. PlayStation's have been getting screwed. EA has a ton of franchises they have I mean, sitting here that they're not touching. I mean, the Captain Marvel early reviews came out. David doesn't want to touch upon it. I'm kind of just trying to say, like, it's okay to talk about them. It's not your review on the movie. Yeah, I know. It's I just, just really, I want to see it. Like, I well, don't it's like not going to ruin you. I don't what? like to re listen to the reviews because then I'm going to go, I feel like I'm going to go into the movie with different expectations. Like, I read the bad reviews for Venom and I went into Venom not expecting it to be bad. Like, I, because I watched the video review where this and it was guy great. was like, yeah, this guy was like, awesome. He's like, it's not a great movie. He's like, but it's not as bad as everybody is saying it is. He's like, I definitely left the theater feeling happy. But, yeah, people like read the reviews, they go in, bummed, and then they come out and they're like, that was a great that movie. Was good. What were the critics talking about? I Wait. mean, I went into Aquaman with basically zero expectations, which is why, which is probably why I loved it so much, but Aquaman was actually pretty good. The, the thing is with <laughs> these reviews, though, they aren't spoiler, but they pretty much are saying that Cap Marvel is kind of like... It's weak in the action, like, it's just not interesting to watch. Brie Larson's emotionless from the second half of the movie, or for the whole second half of the movie. Yeah. They, um, they say that the best part of the film was the villain. Ronan? No. Oh, the other The head, cre uh, not Creed. Uh, the head, uh, Skrull. Skrull. Yeah, Skrull. Super Skrull? There is a different Skrull. Uh, Super Skrull is a character it was, from the it was being played by Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn. Partner. Hold on, uh, let, me, let me Google it quickly. You can find it on Rotten Tomatoes too. But basically, okay, so the reviews right now, I think like 84% on Rotten Tomato. But here's the thing: if you actually read through the Rotten Tomato reviews, they're like it's, it's eh. There, there's not a lot of reviews. They're like the obvious feminist reviews that are like praising the movie because it's got a female lead in it. And then there's a lot of the reviews are just like, it's eh. It's definitely the worst MCU movie by 
critical and I think the I'm curious to see what the audience is gonna rate it. If the audience scores uh, below are fifty you sure about that? So hold on, Captain Marvel has an eighty three. Eighty three? Okay, so I said eighty four, so it must have went down since I last saw it. Down a percent. But I, I, I'm really interested in seeing the um, fan consensus. Here's my predictions of Captain Marvel. Opening weekend is going to do great because it's a Marvel film. But after that, it is going to seriously take a deep nosedive into the ground. It definitely doesn't have the worst reviews. The, Thor, the, they're Dark, like it's, Thor uh, the Dark World has a 67. How much does Age of Ultron have? I think Age of Ultron We gotta has... remember though, David, the uh, reviewers of these movies are scared of two groups. Two groups that either hate feminists or the feminists that hate men. So they kind of have to choose the sweet spot to be safe. They okay, can't... Age of Ultron has a 74. And remember, this movie is very political, so there's a lot of that going on with this movie. And I've even covered on it. Um, the Mary Sue's a big problem. Because all the reviews that have come out that are negative or just saying the movie's eh, Mary Sue was saying that they're all from men, and then people have screenshotted the women reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and put it on the Mary uh, Mary Sue's Twitter post and uh, was like, really, men, all men, huh? It's like, it's like the media, the media is not helping the film. Um, like I said, I'm not really excited for the film. I was excited when I first saw the trailer, but not as excited as other Marvel movies, but then after what Brie Larson said, and we, what the like, media's on, done. Question. Are we gonna count TV series as like the worst things reviewed in the MCU? No, we're counting just strict movies. Okay, because in Marvel's Inhumans has an 11. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything can get really that low, even Captain yeah. Marvel. Iron Fist has a 38. However, a lot of people are saying DC did it better with Wonder Woman, and there's a lot of reasons why Wonder Woman is better. She had vulnerability, but she was a strong female character. Character. She had flaws. Yeah, she had flaws. She and they said about Captain Marvel, she like starts out as a very insanely strong character and ends that way. But apparently, you know how Kevin Feige said she was the strongest character in the MCU? According to everyone who's done reviews, they say, um, didn't really see uh, how she's stronger than everyone else. Yeah. Like, they didn't show it. They might in Infinity War, but probably not, is yeah, my we'll guess. probably see a lot more of what she can do in the next film. And Grace Randolph said it was Captain Feminism. Legitimately, he said the movie is Captain Fe Feminism. I mean, if, if you are against feminism and you don't want to watch a feminist movie, well, I guess that ruins that for you right there. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Johns, one of my most favorite reviewers, he was like, yeah, the movie's, it's okay. It's definitely not the greatest MCU film at all. It's definitely a lower ranked one. Yeah. Um, probably the worst one out of the MCU, but he's like, it's, it's not terrible. But here's the thing, it all depends, like me. I mean, we, like, are people really going to say that this movie's worse than Thor The Dark World was, though? Yeah. I don't I mean, know. I didn't think Thor Dark World was terrible. I didn't, yeah, it wasn't I a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie. I don't know. I, did I definitely like like Thor 1 better. I mean, Thor Ragnarok was aw like amazing. Oh, that one was amazing, no doubt. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think my that... I don't know if my grand. I think my grandfather liked it. My grandmother didn't like Thor Ragnarok all that much. She was like, the tone was all over the place. I didn't know if it wanted to be an action or a comedy. I'm like, That's good. that was because it was an action comedy, Nana. I mean, I guess, what's your take on, like, because you didn't do this with me, and I wanted to do it with you to begin with, like yeah. Bree's comments and the, what the media is saying like, about men getting angry about it, and that it's men's fault, and that it's not made for them. Stuff like, what is your take on that? I think that's just dumb media trying to just tick people off. Like, I get that's what the media does. They try to just make everybody mad. I like, I know, yeah, what Bree Larson said, like. 
Yeah, there's other ways you can word that. He came across as pretty sexist and racist because <laughs> he specifically said white. But like, yeah. if you got, if you are trying to say something good, you really and especially if you're like a um, you work in like um, an a- an actress actor role, um, or if you're just in the media in general, you need to sp- like say your comments very well in in the right way. You can't use certain words. Because if you do and you cu- and you sound so- say something that sounds racist or sexist, you're gonna be called out on it. I mean, it's just it's a known fact today. And even I called it out, and I was pretty vocal about it. Because, listen, Brie Larson's come out and said that she's a feminist, which that makes me believe what she said. I believe what she said. She meant. Now, y- David doesn't think that that's the case, which is completely fine. What? Sorry. That you don't um, think what uh, Brie Larson said she, said she meant it. I thought she meant it, but you said no. I said that she, you know, I thought she meant it in a different way. But the whole thing is, is, um, just with her being a feminist makes me think that because we know how feminists think of men. They hate them. They do. They, like, feminism yeah. today is not what it used to be. What it used to be was it actually trying to, be, to... There's a difference between, like, the modern day feminist versus, like, being, like, equal rights. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Like, one is we're trying to make men and women on the same level, but also acknowledging that they are different. Like, for for example, <laughs> our teacher, Mr. Helen, like, says he's a feminist, but, like, what he really means is, like, he's pro, like, equal rights. Like, he wants women and men to be treated equally. He treats his wife with respect. He never refers... He, like, never refers to her as, like, his wife or his girl or anything. Like, I'm not saying, like, other people do, and that's, like, a really sexist thing or anything, but, like... I mean, he rarely even brings her up. He doesn't talk about his personal life all that much. The thing, the thing is, um, when you say feminist, and if you are just somebody that me, and I've said this before in a, one of the Cat Marvel podcasts by myself, um, if you are, believe in equal rights but you're not a feminist, don't say feminist because feminist has a bad stigma around it because of the really far extreme left leaning, yeah. purple, blue, pink haired, really pierced, mostly lesbian, um feminist group that just hates dudes. Not they that, do. Not that, th- not that he's saying there's anything wrong with lesbians. Like, let, let me get that message across right yeah, now. There, it's they're just, not bad-talking lesbians or people that dye their hair. or. It's just, it's just, there normally like, seem to be very similar There's, like, looking. a very stereotypical look to, like, yeah. how people see feminists. Yeah. Um, but they're always angry. That's one thing for sure. At, at, at men. There's always something that, and, and like about. I said, I know I know uh, one of the YouTubers that I was listening to about the Cat Marvel stuff. She's so against Cat Marvel. Sorry, she has red hair. What? Yeah, sure. it's okay. Um, and she has red hair. She's not a feminist, but I mean, it's just there's a kind of a look to feminists. They kind of look mostly the same. But you got to be cautious um, nowadays in today's political climate, especially like me. I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna speak my opinions. And if you hate me or you want to try to hurt me. We know who it is. We know what type of group you're, or what side you're on. The problem is with feminists is they get angry if you don't like their message or if you don't believe in what they do. And then they will go to every uh, length to call you out as a misogynist or a sexist or whatever, which isn't true because, like I said, um, there was a guy uh, from Geeks, Geeks and Gamers. I think I told you about this. He was labeled a racist. Somebody called him a Klansman because he yeah. rated Black Panther. Yeah. An 8 out of 10. That's a good score for a movie. He was like, it's a, gr- it's a good movie, but it's not as great as everyone said it was, which is what I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, like, Black Panther, I like, will say, Black, Black, Pan- Black Panther is a good movie, and it did, n- I'm, I'm, I respect that they didn't advertise it as a film where the bad guy just wanted to kill all the white men. And I'm not saying, like, that was, like, that was a bad motivation. Like, Killmonger definitely had, a pr- like, good motivation. He's definitely in, like, the top, like, 
five top three best like villains in the MCU. I definitely say he's in top five. He's definitely top five. It's just um you you got to think about it um in the sense of like Black Panther was political, but then it wasn't political. It didn't advertise itself yeah, as yeah, political it, versus it, Captain Marvel's yeah. kind of advertising itself as political. No, no, Captain Marvel is flat it's out. It, it advertises yeah. itself as feminist and uh, a, femini mm. a feminism movie, and that um it's just for women. And then you have Brie Larson come out and saying things, and she's a feminist herself. And it's just looking like a Ghostbuster situation all over again, where Black Panther was. Just it, it advertised itself as an awesome yeah. um, Marvel movie. I mean, like, and then you had the media the that two, pretty like, much made it the very two best, political. The two best, best films to compare Captain Marvel to right now are like Black Panther and then definitely Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. did Wonder Woman advertise itself as like a, a huge feminist uh, movie? No. No. Did it? What did it advertise itself as? It's like, it's like, look at Gal Gadot here, dressed up in her awesome Wonder Woman outfit, kid, like kicking ass in World War One. Like, yeah. This is, a, this is a superhero movie. Yeah, because here's the difference. You okay? So this is what I see. You got um, you got Wonder Woman, which is like, come watch a badass female right. take on the German army, take on uh the god Ares, who um yeah. is trying to. And Wonder uh, Woman had flaws as well. Like, yeah, yeah. She had she flaws. Is, she, she was human. Her biggest, yeah. Her biggest flaw was like she's saw the world as, like, black and white. She thought there was, like, a, a very clear-cut line between good and evil until, like, at the end of the movies where, like, she confronts Ares and she's like, you know, you're the one who's, like, making all these humans evil and, like, making them want to just destroy the world. He's like, no. He's like, I didn't make them evil. He's like, I just gave them what they needed. He's like, I, I gave them a weapon and what did they do with it? They started fighting each other. They started killing each other with it. I didn't tell them to kill each other with it. I just gave them the weapon. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and that's the thing. And then Cat Marvel is just like, come watch our movie because we have a female lead. It pr pretty much is what they say. We have a female lead. Come watch our movie because it's got it's a girl superhero. It's like, that's not how you advertise a movie. you got to make the character interesting. you got to make the action look good. you got to make the plot and story look good. you got to make her look like... You know when uh, they have those moments where, like, Black Widow in trailers for, like, the Avengers stuff will seem, like, very emotionful... Like, especially during Age of Ultron with uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And she was crying because of her brother. That type of stuff makes you want to see the movie and interest in the character. Not yeah. just this woman that's always, like, so serious. Like, like I'm constipated kicking, and I'm just angry. <laughs> yeah. I'm constipated and angry. Like, what type of... Like, is that how you are trying to advertise the movie? I'm constipated, angry, but I'm going to kick-ass woman. No. You, you need to be interesting. You need to show vulnerability. You got to be human. I guess she's an alien. But still... Yeah. You gotta make like your characters alien. human. I mean, because, like, look at the the Avengers Endgame trailers. Yeah. And, like, look at the way they're kind of advertising, like, Black Widow and that. Exactly. Like, and every, like, it's always, she's always doing something. Like, she, they definitely made her try to kind of look more like a badass in the last one. Like, this well, she is. One. She deserved a movie before. Had her, she had her Marvel, hair tied my up opinion. in a ponytail, and she was, like, doing target practice at the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we are pretty much running out of time here. Um, But, yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to name this. This podcast because there's so many things that we we'll covered. Come up with something. Yeah, we'll talk, um, like we'll talk about something that has to do with like EA and Captain Marvel probably. Probably because we have our Captain Marvel reviews coming sometime soon, within, within the, the next, next week or within two. The next two weeks at least. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, so thank you guys very much for joining us uh, for this podcast. We might not be doing podcasts like every day anymore because we have to find topics to talk about. Like beforehand, we had so much stuff we, we had to talk about. But now that we've run out of things to talk about, we have to start going along with the media and just finding stuff to media, figure or, like, talk about. Come up with topics about other things eventually. Yeah. We'll come up with ideas. Yeah. So um, I just want to thank you all and uh, wish our girls luck this weekend because they have a championship game. And uh, uh, good luck to our, our I mean, uh, Good job to our boys this season, trying their best to continue, but they did lose last night uh, on our live stream. But congratulations for, like, doing the best they could. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a much better they, season they this year. Yes, all season. But um, thank you very much for watching this podcast, and we'll see you all in the next one.